Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. I just want to tell everyone listening, Aaron is eating right now. But I need you to just just stop for a second, okay? Because we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to be like, you fuck it, you're so fucking annoying. You're but Aaron's had a rough day. She had a little surgery this morning. She's feeling a little nauseous. And she's just taking a couple bites of some quinoa. So I want you to just hold your judgment. Oh my God, thank you for coming to my defense. Well, it's not really your defense. It's like the podcast defense. I don't feel like people shitting on the podcast. Mm. Or maybe because like you get more... Um, just swallow the food. Critiques for like eating on so you're protecting Okay, you gotta just, just swallow. Yeah, okay. No, just it's not a lot, but people don't get it. Aaron and I, you know, it, we're... It takes a lot out of us to sit here and talk it, about the things we talk it about. It takes a lot out of us to, to sit here. the questions we answer. Sometimes you just need a nibble on a cracker. Yeah, doing anything takes a lot out of us. Um, how's that fentanyl? Because you are <laughs> like, Erin is rolling. She walked in here. She's like, oh my God, you understand me crazy? I tricked my anesthesiologist today. <laughs> I got like three times the amount of fentanyl. <laughs> Listen, guys. I have few um, vices. vices. Not, it's not even a vice. I have few like joys. You know, I try to lightly skate on the surface of talking about like going through fertility treatments because it's like, I want to talk about it yeah. to connect with people. But I really don't want to talk to 500,000 people 500,000 people about my- You think my, that's how many listeners we have? I was just saying how many like- so, I don't think we have that many. I was just saying like my people who follow me on Instagram. Oh, okay. I don't want to talk to that many people about my fertility journey. Does that make sense? Like, I don't want to have a two-way conversation because I can say this truthfully. Unless you've done it, you genuinely don't know what the right thing is to say. So you will say the wrong thing to someone and it's nobody's fault. But it's like, I've had every conversation under the sun with every kind of person and it feels uncomfortable, but it goes against my nature to not talk about something like this that I know so many women are going through. Yeah, and so, because it hasn't happened yet. So I'm sure when you yes. have your kid or kids here, mm-hmm. you're going to like write a book about it. But until yeah, then, pregnant, you're like, I just don't... I'll talk about every single detail. But yeah. until then, it feels not like superstitious, but it's kind of like, I don't know. Anybody who's like, my sister was told and then she got pregnant. I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't You know what's me, also though. annoying is when someone's like, I've been there. I've been there. I'm like, oh my God, really? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, well, I did IVF. I'm like, well, how many times? Well, once. I'm like, okay, you have not been there. Yeah. I mean, and that is not negating, you know, someone's journey. All of our journeys matter and they're all hard and special for us. But the reality is we're seeing more and more women where it's not working Mm -hmm. the first time. And it is, maybe it's unfair of me to like judge, but when someone is like, oh, I know how it feels. It has been so hard for us to have our second. And I'm like, nope, nope, that doesn't work for me. You have a child. You know what it's like to procreate your own kid with the person you love. And you just want to be able to do that again. Yeah, that like really annoys me when people are trying to have their second and they want like sympathy. Um, It frustrates me. So maybe that's judgmental, just being honest. Don't come for me. Um, And listen, I'm like embarrassed to say which which number this was today. I like don't even want to say it because it's like, 
I don't even want. This is such a personal journey. This is so tough. And I think we can't even tell it's we're riding a fine line because we can't tell anyone that they can't feel like their journey of their one trip down IVF was not painful. It is their journey and it is for them to feel. But I will say your fertility journey is really intense. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like it's really intense. And I I think if people knew actually what you have been through, they'd be like, Wow. It's fucked up. I'm like embarrassed to say the number because it's just like people will be. You don't have to. Only because I feel like people will be like, uh, you're going to be like, you should stop. Yeah. They'll be like, you're taking it too far. You've done it too many times. Even though obviously I listen to my doctor and my doctor says, you know, I'll let, I'll tell, I've said to her, please look at me in the face and say, quit when it's time to quit. And we're not there. Anyway, so I had one today. You know, the fertility clinic's my home away from home. Feel so comfortable there. Everybody knows my name. And, uh, Would you get like special treatment there? No, I wish. Um, but there's few joys that you have in this process. Very few. I would say none until you're pregnant. So when they're offering you drugs that make you feel amazing and it's legal and it's responsible, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take some liberties. Okay, well, we have a fentanyl crisis, I believe, in this country, so. Yeah, but I'm not contributing to that by responsibly using it in its legal form and stretching the truth a little bit when they ask if I'm in pain and I say, yes, but I am not in pain any longer. I feel fine. I just want an extra little hit. Yeah, okay, well, that's fair. Right, I just wanna like, I'm like, you know what? Just give me another little boost. Because I know the number, because I know how many times you've gone down this road. You deserve your... Allow it, right? You deserve your your stuff. Right. Anyway, that's my story. I guess I'll probably spiral that I talked about this. Well, you can edit it out. I mean, I'm half awake right now, so will I even remember this? If you hear, hear this episode, and I happen to not remember this episode happened, just don't mention the episode to me. Just everyone let it go. I really hope my mother-in-law doesn't listen to this. <laughs> All right, can we talk about something else? Well- I think you would, do you think you'd be more open about every, I mean, by the way, you've been open about it. A lot of women don't even admit that they're struggling getting pregnant. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. people are being more honest about it now because all it takes is someone like you or whoever to come forward and talk about it. And then it makes someone else feel comfortable to talk about it. So I think the conversation is wider than it's ever been, but there's still, I think, shame around it. Of course. And I told you what my gynecologist said, Sorry, Greg Berlanti. Anything having anything to do with a vagina, he he fast forwards or he mm. turns it off. So it makes him gayer. He does not want to hear about anything having anything to do with a vagina. Mm. But anyways, my gynecologist well, you I should, told you what you should sh- announce a trigger warning for him. I should. What uh, what my gynecologist said was that donor eggs is the is the biggest kept secret in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that she it. means like Hollywood, like celebrities, but just in Los Angeles, she's a Los mm-hmm. Angeles OB and she just said, and no one is talking about it. She goes, you have good friends, Sarah. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you their oh. names. Well, it's a little inappropriate. She said to you, you have good friends. Oh, that's true. That's probably like um, a HIPAA compliance issue. Yeah. But like that. Oh, well, that's another thing that, that mm-hmm. is annoying is that everyone's journey is their own. Fine. Sure. Try not to judge. But when a woman that is like in her mid forties is telling everyone she Mm. just miraculously got pregnant with her own eggs. Then those people say to me, 
Well, it's, it's gotta happen for you. I mean, so-and-so got pregnant at 45, 44 and it's her own egg. And it makes you feel bad about yourself that like that hasn't happened to you. And you're like, why is it happening for her? It's not happening for me. And then you find out that it's actually not happening for her. No, no. Well, women at 44 and 45 are still getting pregnant naturally. They are. That's what I'm talking about. But I'm we saying know people, some women who are like 46, 47, 48 who are quote unquote getting pregnant I'm, naturally. Yes, I'm and saying, they're probably not. But like, it, listen, you can't, it's not a specific age. There's, there's outliers in every situation. All yeah. I'm saying is if you are a person that got an egg donor and you are not telling the truth about it and you are, you know, letting people think that you got pregnant naturally, it does, you know, cast a bit of a tough shadow for other women that aren't pulling it off and don't know that that's how you got there. So anybody on the flip side, that is so personal. And who knows what the setup is with the child? Maybe the child is never supposed to know that that egg is not their mother's. You know, I mean, it's like, listen, this is complicated shit. We can talk about it because you're going through it and you're weighing out all your options and you're so hardcore in it. So that's the only reason that we are even allowed to talk about it. I'm just feeling I'm I'm in a judgy place right now. Yeah, and you know what? It's okay. Yeah, fuck everyone. No, not fuck everyone. That's not a great, that's not a great headspace to be in. But you are allowed to be, it's okay to sometimes not be perfect and to sometimes not be on the up and up of, you know, spirituality. And if you want to be a little judgy, you, you can, can be a little pe- judgy. people ill will sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you meant? Uh, well, I have to say, I call bullshit on that because it's always crazy to me through your journey, all your friends pop up pregnant. And I mean, our dad pops up pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Like our dad was like, he didn't personally get pregnant, but his wife, he didn't personally get pregnant. Okay. But, and, and throughout all of it, you're like, congrats. Like there's no part of you that's ever like, are you fucking kidding? Why not me? Like my dad is 70 years old Mm -hmm. and you're like mazel for anybody. Like anybody. I mean, I think it, obviously I think it is hard when other people get pregnant. It is hard. I do think why me, but I don't, want other people to not have their dream because I'm having a hard time having mine because they don't have anything to do with each other. And I look at it the same way that I looked at it when I was single and knew and was like, you know, fighting about fighting with myself to not become bitter and resentful. I use the same tools for this, which is like, who do I want to be? I don't want to be someone who's single and mad at everyone and mad at the world and resentful and bitter because I don't think that's cute. Do I want to be the girl that's like bitter and resentful that my friends and people I love are getting pregnant and I'm not? No, it's just not who I want to be. So I have my moments, but I'm like, that's just not Like if I said to you, pregnant with baby number three. Okay, you would be pissed. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'd make you give me the baby. That would be fucked up. That would be like a personal attack. (laughs) I mean... That would be a personal attack. That would be really uncool. No, but I mean, I don't know. When it comes to my siblings, I'm, I'm so, listen, I'm so attached to my nieces and nephews because, you know, that's. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to talk about furniture. Yeah. Okay. What kind of furniture do you like? Like anything I want. Yeah. I like chimneys. Chimneys. Okay. But Santa goes down it. Santa goes down the chimney. But Santa, Santa, chimneys aren't really furniture. Those are just like parts of pieces of the house. Yeah, I like chimneys. You like chimneys. Well, there's a company called Article. Have you ever heard of it? No way. Okay, well, Article 
curates all of these different kinds of cool furniture, boutique furniture. It's like a boutique furniture store with the comfort and the simplicity of shopping online. Does that sound good? Yes. Article is fast, affordable shipping. It's available all across the USA and Canada, and shipping is free on orders over $999. All the in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. And that's really important. You know why? Because people are having a lot of port issues, and it's very hard to get things to ship that fast. So Article ships things within two weeks if it's in stock. Do you know how good that is? Very good. And they have really fair prices. So you save up to 30% off your, your over traditional retail prices. Is that good? Mm-hmm. Article is able to keep their prices low by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. There's no showrooms. By cutting out this middle. Exactly. No salespeople and no retail markups. Nope. And they have really good furniture. I have some of the furniture in my house. Me too. And do you like my house? Yes. Does it have nice furniture? Some of it. Some of it. Well, some of it that you like is probably from Article. So Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase over $100 or more. $50 is a lot, right? So to claim, visit article.com slash foster and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. That is article.com slash foster to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Say woo. Woo. Okay, I'm obsessed with Vegamore. I just I, I just took a shower, used the conditioner, the revitalizing shampoo and conditioner. Guys, it is the best. It like, you know how certain shampoo and conditioners just don't lather and you have to use like an entire shampoo bottle um, in one wash? This is the opposite. Like a little bit goes such a long way, which I love. And the lather is amazing. But more importantly, their holistic approach to hair health uses... Um, Smart botanicals, which then promotes visibly thicker, fuller, longer hair. Don't get me started on the eyelash serum. My eyelashes have significantly grown using their eyelash serum. All their products promote hair growth. Um, also, hot take, I put the eyelash uh, serum on my eyebrows. Yes, it also works there. Don't know that I'm supposed to be promoting that, but it works. Okay. With Vegamore, there is no risk when trying because they have a 90-day money-back guarantee, which by the way, they for sure do that because you're not sending this stuff back. You're just not. Um, But with 91% of customers saying they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months, you know, you're not giving up. Guys, do not let damage of the past, hold your hair back. See your hair's full potential with Vegamore. Go to vegamore.com slash foster. That is V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash foster. That is vegamore.com slash foster. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash foster. Code foster to save 20% off at vegamore.com slash foster. Should we switch gears? Should we lighten things up a little yes. bit? Oh, I thought about another. I thought about a um, pet peeve that I have. Um, Are you good? It's like you're just going. I just said let's lighten things up, but now you want to. Oh, sorry. It's light, I think. Okay. But I was just thinking the other day we did a solo episode where we were asked what our pet peeves were and I couldn't really think of any. <laughs> and then all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I was like consumed by one of them. Okay. People. Mm-hmm. who go out of their way mm-hmm. to post photos of their children mm-hmm. with an emoji over their face. 
I don't understand it. It is bizarre. If you don't want people to see your kids, I respect that. Yeah. Just don't put them on social media. Why are you posting a family photo <laughs> where you cannot see your children's faces? It is so weird to me. It it's is so, so weird. weird. I agree. Just don't post them. It is bizarre. Hey, guys, don't look at my kids that I'm showing you. What? What do we think the reason is for this? I mean, you want to protect the identity of your kids. Great. And you still want to share memories? Like, then share them with your friends and family. But you need to share them with strangers. Listen, people are fucking nuts on social media. It's weird. People are... It's self-indulgent. There's something about it that, like, really... People are just... It's weird to me. People... I don't want to be all high high and mighty because we're on social media. We use social media. That's not what I'm judging. No, no, no. I I don't judge that. I'm saying... I have like really turned. I've like, I told you I went on a muting rampage. Mm-hmm. I do not want to follow somebody where I know what you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and maybe what your 2 p.m. snack is. Mm-hmm. I don't want to follow So we're switching you. to your pet peeves. No, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm what is your opinion? What's your the- opinion on mine? You seem oh, no, I slightly ag- almost defensive of it, no? No, I okay. agree with you. I think, look, mm-hmm. I think... Everyone just needs to like put their fucking phone down. It is too much. I was saying on the Gabby episode, I was like, you know, I cried in the episode and it was I listened to it. Right. It was and we'll talk about that, but it was a podcast. But I felt so like, is this intrusive to people like listening to me crying, even though it's our podcast? And then it made me think about I really don't want to see people crying on social media, mm-hmm. like doing this. Yeah, I think that's weird. Too. Oh my gosh. Like I agree. It's like, there's like nothing more unnatural than your, feeling overwhelmed by your emotions. And so you your grab phone. your phone to film it. What a strange thing to do. It's very bizarre. And maybe this is going to be the judgy episode because. Oh, the judgy episode. It, it you know could what it makes, be. Okay. So when I was like, but we have when to I was like 20, down. I had a boyfriend and I, um, okay. I was 20 and I had a boyfriend and how do I tell this? It's really hard to remember. I, things anything. I was on a, I was making, no, I was a- just, okay. Sorry. I was just thinking of something. Okay. My 20, my boyfriend, when I was 20 at, while we were together, my high school boyfriend asked to have lunch with me. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's have lunch. Like as friends, right. I was 19 years old. I went to lunch with the ex-boyfriend. I didn't realize that my boyfriend at the time was so hurt and devastated by that. The way he handled it was when I got back to our apartment, he left Polaroid photos because this is in like 1999 or something. 2001, he left Polaroid photos that he had taken of himself crying to show me what I did to him and how I made him feel. And it feels like it's like the selfie, the crying no, selfie of 2001. Actually, but that's actually like more intimate because that's just between him and you. That's just him right. trying to But I to remember connect seeing it and being like, this with, is so embarrassing. Right, but I'm talking about women. I mean, I'm sure men do it, but haven't oh seen Oh my God, Can no, you? please don't. But I'm talking about women who feel the need in a moment of emotion, as you just said, to grab their phone, to swipe in the mm-hmm. thing, to put it, and then continue mm-hmm. the crying and then posting it. Like, mm-hmm. It's too much. But that is not what your episode felt like, just so you know. Well, and no, and I couldn't was, be further from that. Totally. And so there's one of the things that is um, like a telltale sign of someone who's acting well or acting badly when they're doing, when they're crying in a TV show or a movie is that in real life, you try not to cry. You're trying not to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is how you handle being overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. In yeah. real life, you yeah. are trying to stifle it. Yeah. A great actor. Yeah. 
shows themselves as trying to stifle the crying, but yeah. they can't help it, right? Yeah. Bad actors are like trying to cry. Yeah, like right? when I would try to cry in shows or movies, I would literally be like, me too. You're like trying I'm to literally get it like, out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, one time I I was in some horrible, like oh, terrible little indie I film. bought drops, by the way. I bought drops. I swear to God, I think I like permanently burned my retinas when I did that movie For in, in Prague. Oh, no, yeah. I had to cry every single day Something for nine, six weeks. Psych nine. Psych nine, great film. Um, and and I, I, you were always I, proud of that film. And I, I, I put drops I, uh-huh. in my eyes like 40 times a day. I did this terrible indie movie where I get like murdered. I think I talked about it, how like they slit my throat, but I didn't practice it. So I didn't do it right. So when they slit your, no. Okay. Well, there's this two is... funny things, but one thing is I couldn't cry in the scene where I was being like tortured and like chained was up to a wall. Was the director like cry bitch? Yeah. And so they were like, do you need some menthol? And I was like, yes, I'd heard about it. Right. Right. But that's they blew so it in my embarrassing. Eyes and I couldn't <laughs> open my eyes. It feels like you like wiped your eyes with menthol and you can't open them. I was like, I, I can't, I can't open them. Like I can't, I guess it made me cry just cause I like I was in pain, but it like did not come but, across. But right. that is a secret and it, people do do it. Like casting yeah, directors and directors have told me very talented actors have told me that they've used it before. Yeah. Okay, well, that's how comforting. So okay, so know. the other thing, I thought I talked about this very short, but basically in this one scene, I am like, it's like a horror film and I'm being tortured in a dungeon and then um, the guy slices my throat, okay? Oh, God. And they, it was a very cheap movie. I got paid $100, I believe, like a no, day. Aaron. And I had to drive like two hours there. Well, that's back. not even scale. I know. It was like a different, it was like a lower level than, it was like- It was below low budget? I swear to God, it's something called ultra low budget. <laughs> There's something called ultra low budget, and I thrived in those films. Oh my god! I got paid a hundred dollars a day, and I just so what drive are like movies? So I was in like what, like blockbusters. Or? You were in, yeah, Sarah. A you were couple. in blockbusters. <laughs> it's an interesting time to mention that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Continue. Okay, Continue. so the point is, is that they were like, we're gonna. We, he slices your throat. <gasps> we only have one prosthetic neck, right? You have one chance to do this. One chance. Okay. okay. And it didn't like occur to me. To like research what happens to people. Well, the director didn't when talk they to you didn't, about. He just assumed that I, you know, studied. Right. Like, I mean, did you what, audition one thing for up. this movie? I or? did audition. Not this scene though. A different scene was my audition scene. So okay. Okay, so we're uh, about think, mm. we're about to do the scene, and I start thinking, huh? I haven't really played this out in my mind. Like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, do I gurgle? Am I like? alive for a little bit like what do I do and I didn't have any time to figure it out so he's like action and the guy Mm. slices my fake throat blood starts splurting out and I just drop my head the moment that the knife touches my neck like oh but I think that I was like (laughs) that like no gurgling nothing well I don't think you no signs of life the moment the knife like finished through my through my throat. Well, I think that's actually was is the way to do it. No, I've looked it up since then. Okay. There is still life after that. That's what would happen if someone cut your head off. Jesus. But this is this like is, this is horrible. Like your airway has been open. So okay. The, I'm gonna this is this is not this is not a fun episode. Oh, I thought you were gonna laugh because I was gonna tell you that I did a bad job. Well, what did the director say when you did it? Was he like, you really fucked that up? Now we don't have another prosthetic? I don't think... What's the name of the movie? I don't think he was, like, looking for some amazing performance. He wasn't expecting anything better, I don't think. Right, and, like, who was he? I mean, where is he today? You're like, I think his name is Alexander Payne. Yeah, no, Scorsese oh, squ- oh, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. What was the name of this film? 
I'm not saying. Well, you have to tell us. No, I don't. Well, I'll IMDb you right now. <laughs> is it even good, on that or no? Good luck. It is on that. <laughs> don't IMDb worry that. about it, okay? Okay, so Otto, there's this company called Everly Well. Your dad's done it before. Okay, so it's a box and you open it up and you can find out all these different things about um, your health. Like they have a food sensitivity test to see what food makes you feel sick. Mm-hmm. And they have women's health and they have men's health and they have um, metabolism and all these interesting things. And you basically take out a little needle and you just do a little finger prick, right? You've done that before. Mm-hmm. And then you just drip the blood. You go like drip, drip. Drip, drip. You do five drips of blood, and then you send it in the mail, and then it tells you all these important things about your health. Uh-huh. Does that sound good? <laughs> so they ship the products straight to you. Everything is in one package. You take an at-home lab test, and you just collect the sample, little drips of blood. Drip, drip, drip. And then a- Do they put it on the people? No, you drip it on the paper. Which paper? They give you a paper to drip it on. Oh. And then the doctor reviews the results, and then you get a message on your phone within a few days telling you all about your health. Oh. It's very cool. I've done lots of different tests. It is such a great way to get to know your health easily and also at home and for a very good price. It's way more affordable than going to the doctor. For listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 25% off at home lab tests at everlywell.com slash foster at everlywell.com slash foster for 25% off your next at home lab test at everlywell.com slash foster Okay, so Saqqara, it's a ready-to-eat meal delivery program. We are all busy. It is like less and less time to go to the grocery store, to clean after you cook. It's a whole process. Sometimes you just want to have it all done for you. And that is why we love, love, love Saqqara. What you eat so directly affects how you feel, how you look, all those things. And listen, I love, uh, you know, donut. I'm not going to lie. but I only can enjoy things like that when I nourish my body throughout the rest of the week with good, healthy, plant-rich meals. It is just essential. And Saqqara just makes it really, really easy because not everyone is as good of a cook as I am. You know what I'm saying? So Saqqara, it's a wellness company. It is anchored in the thought of food is medicine. They are on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Um, these meals are nutritionally designed. It's breakfast, it's lunch, it's dinner, it's snacks, and it is all plant-based ingredients. And you guys, when you eat like this, your energy is boosted. Your skin looks better. You feel better. You wake up better. You sleep better. You crave less sugar. Your skin glows. It's just like all the stuff that is, um, important in life. Sakara we didn't discover them. They've been around. People are obsessed with them. You can read all their reviews in Vogue, Goop, the New York Times, all of that. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when they go to sakara.com slash foster or enter code foster at checkout. That's Sakara S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash foster to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash foster. I got a lot of messages from people really loving the bleep episode. Oh, a lot good. of people Googling our dating life. Someone, I've had a oh, lot of people were like, 
were like, oh my God, you dated David Spade. That's what okay, I got. I got guys, that message too. Guys, I, I have to say my IMDB is, or my dating history is correct except for two people. Oh, two? David Spade and Mark McGrath. I never kissed either one of those guys. Oh, yeah. He was very cool. Very cool. But day. like, I, he, he never- Also secretly like a genius. You know, he's won Jeopardy or something like that. No, he's very smart. Very smart. No, but we were friends. I was friends with his girlfriend. Like we hung, like he, he never even- like you're really doth do protest too much. Well, you no, but like when them. you have- uh, uh, when you can go on the internet and it says it's like that website who dated who mm -hmm. you trust that so I'm just saying like mm -hmm. I'm proud of the very few people I've dated I've only dated a very few people so yeah why because they're all famous no just it's a low number oh you're you you're wouldn't know what that feels like but <laughs> you're proud of how few I thought you meant you're proud of who they are no well yes also but also but no but it's like stars. I am proud that that you're a square that I yeah, so you're I you're proud that you've done missionary like no, but you three know times. that feeling. Shut up, Aaron. Oh. You know that feeling when someone like lies and says they hooked up with you and they, and they yes. didn't, and, and that like, actually did happen to you a lot. Well, it weirdly it did, did happen, happen to a lot, and it's a terrible, it's feeling. a really terrible feeling. You're like, wait, what? I've never even anyone been who in said a it about room, me. Like it like probably happened alone. So, okay, there was a really famous movie star. Like I'm talking really famous. You can't like, tell fun stories like that and not give a name. No, yes, I can. Been nominated for best actor. Okay. Whoa, which year? And I don't know. And he had a really famous girlfriend. And I'm like really, I don't even know who, do I know who this you'll is? You'll know when I get to okay. the story. And this woman was always rude to me for years. I'd see her, we'd have mutual friends. I'm like, hey. Oh, and, I know who it is. And she would always be rude to me. Like so dismissive. So, and I remember mm. just thinking like, God, like She's so jealous people say like, they like her, but she's like awful. She's so rude mm -hmm. for years to the point where I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck her. Like mm -hmm. she is unkind. Mm. Then one day one of our friends goes, yeah, obviously she's rude to you. I'm like, I'm sorry. What? She's like, yeah, you hooked up with her boyfriend when they were together. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Mm -hmm. She thought because this sociopath that she was dating mm -hmm. said to her- I don't know if you can call him a sociopath. He's just like a young guy who, who lied and said he had sex with you. Right. I, and God knows what their dysfunctional relationship well, was. He's probably bragging to someone. No, they probably got into a fight. Who uh, knows? And he was like, well, whatever. I'm sleeping with- Or maybe she said to whatever, him, like, what's like, going on with you guys? And he wanted to make her jealous. So he's like, we've hooked up before, but who whatever. Who knows the circumstances, but- I don't swear on my life, but I know you didn't hook up with that. Them. That did not happen. That's just a lie. But it's just crazy that this woman, but you, a girl, but you, but you explained it to her, right? Years, like a decade later. Yes. Yeah, so, like a decade later, I walked into our friend's house and she was there. And I go, God, it'd be so fun if we could say who these people are. I know. And I go, Can I talk to you? And we should, this we is should, like a very famous person. You know what's weird is that it, the story doesn't. It's not really like that revealing of her or negative. No, no I will never say names. No, no, I'm going to say, but it's. I wonder why we like can't like. I don't know. No, what I'm no, saying. because we're her and I aren't like friends anymore. Like we didn't really yeah. become friends after that. But she, I so I was like, I was like, why have I waited so long to confront her? Like mm. I guess just because she's so famous that it's just like it feels. Mm -hmm. I don't know, and she's very private, and I don't know. So I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I I got to deal with this. So I go, hey, so and so, um. Oh, should we just put a bleep in? Can we, no. Can we talk? Like, let's talk. I, I'm here. And she looked at me and she goes, okay, yeah, fine. Let's talk. 
Which I would be the Which, same way. I, and this is like 10 years later yeah. after this happened. But I would be the same way. Anytime that like anybody. No, sorry. Oh. Disagree. I've been around. I'm around like a mom in my class, in my kid's class. I know who you're talking fully about. Fully was hooking up with my boyfriend at the time. I kind of tried on a to trip. bring it up recently. Yeah, you did bring it up recently. I did try to bring it up. I wanted you guys, to, like, I wanted so you guys cool to heal it. Who cares? Guys, so much time has passed. This is not a husband. This is not a father of your children. Like That is interesting that you're able to not care about that because I feel no, like- No, I don't care. I feel people like change I because care. I am open to people evolving. I am oh, open to that people seems, changing. Is that new for you? No. Oh, that's not new? No. Oh. No, people change. I can't hold someone accountable for shit they did when they were 20. You know, okay, 19. Okay, okay. So I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyways, we ended up having a conversation and she was like, thank you so much for clearing it up this with me. And I'm you like, cleared, why didn't I, name. I'm like, why didn't I address this so long ago? Yeah. Anyways, this is a boring story. No, I mean, it'd be more I fun if you were going to name here. names. But is there a message here? We went down this road for a reason. I mean, my, my drug brain's not going to get there faster than you can get there. But what was the reason why we went down this road? Um, um, we were saying oh because we I'll tell you why because you were talking about your ex with the crying Polaroid yeah 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 and we were talking about social media and pet peeves all right well I guess we can just move on because we've I'm sure people listening are annoyed because they're like no we know how you got there and we don't know how we got there um, uh, sleeping should, should we talk? Oh, oh I know oh. I know people writing in that they thought you dated Mark McGrath and Aaron, David Spade. The fact that you're on fentanyl right now and you got there before me is not good for you. Not good for me. Not good for not you at good all. Not good for me at all. Um, wait, uh, but you didn't date David Spade either. Even no! He's, he's so funny. You know funny. why it says that? Because there was one lunch where mm, I, I'll never forget there's it. There's always a lunch. There was one lunch. No, I was having lunch with like Sam Phipps or something at this very popular restaurant called Cafe Med. And the table next to me was, uh, God, very Hollywood episode again. Very yeah, we love Hollywood. I need to cut some of this shit out. David Spade, and remember that actor Aaron Eckhart? He was fantastic. Aaron. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there were all these paparazzi pictures of, I said hi to them, and they put me with David, not yeah. me with Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> And Aaron Eckhart was like a heartthrob at the time. <gasps> You're like, um, okay, I'll stand close to Aaron while yeah. the paparazzi are there. And they're like, yep, there's David's girlfriend. Yeah, but by the way, I love David Spade. I think he's so- It's hysterical. He is so funny. He's so funny. I think he's so, I don't want to say he's underrated because he's hugely successful. He's definitely successful. not underrated. He's like- He's very successful, he's, but he's he is rated. so fucking funny. Is there like something for him to do on Shiksa? Could he be the guy, the rabbi? I don't think he feels very Jewish, but... That's very stereotyping. I know, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, We can talk is, about that another time. He's so funny, but yeah, he's no, really never hooked funny. up with him. Really funny. Um, okay, people uh, really liked the Gabby episode. I'm excited for you to do an episode with her while I'm gone, because I'm leaving town for quite a while. You are not going to Europe. What? Remember when I said you were oh, going to Europe? Because I'm going to London. Well, I said you were going to Europe, and you were like, "That's not true." I said that when you can. I'm going to Germany, and I was like, "Aren't you also going to London?" You're like, "And London, right?" Okay. So, anyways, and you'll be flying coach. I look forward to. I look forward to uh, your episode with Gabby. That yeah, you I would love to do sure, one with her. That you should for sure do. Um, we should see if she can get me to cry. 
I was going to talk about my night last night, but I think this is just too Hollywood now. Yeah, I think you could, you know. Simmer down. Simmer down or level up. You know what I mean? What? I don't know. Would we have anyone else we can judge? Because clearly this is a judgy episode. And I think people enjoy that. We'll, ju- we'll help justify your own, your own judginess, you know? Mm. I always like to say, um, you know how they always say, it's not my place to judge? I don't ever say that. <laughs> well, this whole I actually life, think I think it is my place to but judge. But is it it's it's human nature because okay. Is is judging and having an opinion the same thing? Cuz like if you do something mm. and mm. I observe you doing it and I have a pin, an opinion about what you're doing cuz it's natural. I'm watching you do it. Therefore, mm. I will have a reaction to what you're doing even if mm-hmm. it's just internal. I'm judging you. Aren't opinions judging? <sighs> I don't No. Should what we is look the difference? Up what judging is? No, I'm too tired. Okay, ritual is amazing. You don't realize how important protein is. You need protein, all right? And the quickest way for me, since I'm not, you know, eating protein all day long, is protein powder. They have a vanilla protein powder that it's just. I don't know. I mean, guys, if you don't have a little bit of muscle, you just kind of look old. Sorry, I don't know if you can say that, but it's just true. You've got to have a little bit of muscle. As you go through life, protein needs change. So it's very important to choose a mix for different life stages. Ritual's essential protein, it is, first of all, it's delicious. It's plant-based, which I love. I'm not trying to eat some weird shellfish in a protein powder. And there are three distinct formulas to meet your body's changing protein needs. I honestly, I just love the taste. They also have a bunch of supplements, but I'm loving the protein powder. So there you have a daily shake, which is 18 plus. It's a complete, it's all the things you need when you're freaking 18 and annoying because you're just so young and I'm so jealous. Um, It's a complete amino acid profile featuring choline, an essential nutrient and common dietary gap. Then you have your daily shake 50 plus, which is like for Aaron. It um, adds calcium HMB to the mix, helping to build and maintain muscle mass for a healthy, active aging. There's a daily shake pregnancy and postpartum. Um, There's just, it's, it's just fantastic. We love this stuff. Are you ready to shake up your protein ritual? My listeners get 10% off during your first Three months at ritual.com slash buster ritual even offers a money back guarantee. If you're not hundred percent in love, which I love it when companies do that. Cause it just means that their ego is through the roof. They know how good they are. They know you're not giving it back. Um, visit ritual.com slash foster today for 10% off your first three months. Question for you. What is mommy's favorite drink? Wine. One of your mom's favorite wines is called Bev. Do you ever see her drinking wines in a can? Yes. And is it usually blue? Yes. Yeah, because blue is Sauvignon Blanc, and that's her favorite one. And you know why we love Bev so much? No. Because it has zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. And they have these cute little four packs that are great for gifting or hosting. And they have two-day shipping straight to your door, and shipping is always free. You know how cool that is to get wine shipped straight to your house in a can? Very shipping cool. is never free. Exactly. Shipping is always free. No, never. Well, you're right. Shipping is rarely ever free, but this one, it is free. And you know what? Their cans are so cute and tiny. And each can 
um, is a glass and a half of wine. So it's perfect when you don't want to open a whole bottle of wine for yourself. You know what I mean? And the wines are dry and crisp and a little fizzy. And they are very refreshing and delicious. And we love them. We love Bev wine. But you aren't allowed to drink any because you're a kid. No, I'm not. I'm grown up. So we've worked out a special deal. Receive 20% off your first purchase plus free shipping on all orders. I personally suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night Variety Pack so you can check out all of the delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com slash foster or use the code foster at checkout to claim the deal. That is D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash foster. Bev can also be found at retailers nationwide, including Target, Total Wine, Bevmo, and more. I did something that I think every woman, again, I think we have more of a female audience, should do. So I don't know if you guys have heard about <gasps> I was thermography. ask you about this like implant situation. Um, excuse me, that's rude. Oh, Who are sorry. you to just tell people that I have plastic surgery? It's just that your nipples are always staring at everyone, so I think they know. I know, I'm just kidding. I've been honest about it. Even though the woman who I went to today for thermography, she was like, you have really good boobs. She's like, I That's would good. never in a million years think boobs. that those were fake boobs. Oh, I definitely don't hear that part, but yeah. I definitely think no, they're great. No, she was shocked. She was like, really? I mean, you're literally, you don't have an inch of skin on your entire body. I mean, <laughs> an inch of fat on your entire body. You're like this like scarecrow with boobs. Like, okay. do you think it just So happened? I did this, well, two things. Well, I have I been, brought this to your attention. I potentially saved your life. So Aaron sent me like, a list of symptoms that women are having with implants. And they're all, all these women are talking about once they get their implants removed, these symptoms go away almost automatically. Mm-hmm. It's not like a slow burn. It's I think like mom automatically. Sent me, mom sent it to me just as like a, you know, be sure you're always careful. I, I always assumed I would get implants once I have kids and I breastfeed and it mm-hmm. like takes a toll. I'm always like, yeah, great. Fill them back up. I want to have nice boobs. Yeah. I always thought that. And I think she, I don't know what she sent. She's like, you know, it was our health sort of guide. And I went into a hole and I was like, You're like I can't do, I can't put a four. This is crazy. I now I was really honestly grieving the loss of my future implants. Cause I was like, fuck, I guess I'm just going to not get implants yeah, one I think day. They're really bad. And I was really blown away about what I was seeing. Yeah. And what these people's symptoms are. So, well, so I think it's a continue. foreign object and it's your, our body's job to just reject a foreign object. So, but, so I went to this one, so there's a few things. So a lot of people wrote in, I started posting about it. And then a lot of women wrote in going like, Sarah, this is, this is not like a theory. This is real. And people started sending me tons of literature on it. And by the way, it's not just- Have you a- heard of someone named Barbara Adler? She's married to Cisco Adler. Apparently she's doing no. like a lot of work in the space. So I was going to have a call no. with but her. But there's a, sh- there's a, there's a documentary yeah. called Explant. Mm-hmm. which is what what it's called when you get your implants taken out as right. an explant. There's a documentary, I think it's on Paramount Player. Um, and apparently that's like the new conversation. Well, you know, a lot of these plastic surgeons won't take them out for you because that's not their job. Their job is to put things in. Whoa. So I think it's very hard to find plastic right, surgeons. Right, because it also it goes, yeah, against it goes everything against, that they do. Exactly. Wait, but I was saying something. Oh, it, the theory that it's just if they've leaked though is not what it is. It's not, a, you don't get sick from them if they're leaking. It's just the presence of them. They're like filled with all these chemicals, right? Yeah. So it gives I, you- so I went, we're all over the place here, but I went to get thermography. So you know, Gwyneth is like very, she is like, because of goop, she has done all the latest and greatest and most recent modern research yeah. in health. 
And so she was like, okay, get a mammogram for sure. Like you should always, you know, do your mammogram, get a baseline, do all those things. Um, but thermography is the future. Like thermography can pick up the littlest, 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 littlest thing that a mammogram doesn't. So I'm not telling you to do this and not a mammogram. I'm just saying you should also do this. So I went to this place. So so I think Goop maybe wrote about it, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I found out about it through Goop years oh, ago. you did. Okay. So it's this woman, Jasmine. She's in Santa Monica. I'm sure a lot of people do it, but I really like her. Um, and it's very fast and it is... And it's safe. It does. There's no um, no, radiation. There's no radiation. It is thermo- thermography. You've never had a mammogram, right? No. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just scared of the radiation. I don't know. Like I found this woman. Well, you should in my 30s. be getting your mammograms because yeah. my. I think I've said this. Tell me if I'm repeating myself. But my my theory but on I like, have friends who, on health stuff who whose oh, mammograms were clear and they had cancer and it was found in the ultrasound. Well, that's scary. Two. I know two women. Clear Whoa. mammograms. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'll, I want to go get one because I've never done the thermography one. But what I was going to say is that the if 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 health stuff scares you and you want to avoid it and makes you nervous, then that's more reason to constantly be on top of it because finding something out that's been there for two months is very different than finding something out there that's been there for well, six years. Well, it's not rational. It's it's not rational. But do you, because, but do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, but I'm the person like, where I'll avoid. When, when you go like, get a mammogram. I don't mammogram, think I've had a blood test in like two years. When you go get a mammogram and they say, how long since your last mammogram? And you're like, I've never had one. That fear of like, holy shit, what if there's been something in my yeah. body? Yeah. Versus, oh, I got one last year right on schedule. Then you know, whatever you, if something were to show up, it's new. It's manageable. I know. It, it's not logical because- like for me, I'm so scared of, I'm always convinced that I have like a brain tumor or something. I've I've been like that since I was a kid, but I avoid. If I'm having like an issue, I'm like, oh, I just, I'll just, I don't want to deal with it. It's, no. it's, it's terrible. Yeah, you got to do the opposite. You got to do the opposite. All right. Well, you did the opposite. You went and looked. I went and looked, but there's like so many other things. There's so many things you have to be on top Wait, of Wait, so doing. what are you thinking? How are you feeling about your implants? Oh, so, so this was my second time doing the thermography. When I went a year ago, um, she saw like a little patch of fluid, like little, little, little. And she was like, this is so not a big deal, but like, I just want to confirm that your implant is not leaking. Mm. So when I went back today, it was not there anymore. But like it could have leaked and it just like went into your bloodstream? I don't know. We'll find out. She's going to call me later. Okay, we'll ask her that. Yeah, I'm going to ask her that. Like where'd that fluid go? (sighs) I don't know. So, okay. Tell me this, when you're reading all these things and seeing all these things, what percentage of you thinks you should think about getting them out? Well, I'm pretty pissed because Mm. I got these fucking implants. They've annoyed you for a long time. Well, you know why? They annoyed me because he went through the fucking nipple. You lost all the And I have like no like sensitivity, like my nipples are like numb. Nipples can be a very big part of uh, foreplay and sex. Okay, I'm not trying to talk about that with you. Well, that's the only reason why you would need sensation in your nipples. Right. Yeah. No, it's... It's uh, why I get rid of an androgynous zone. That's not going to help. Does our you. dad listen to this podcast? I don't. I hope not. No, I, I think really he tried not. once and he was like, "Okay, I've heard enough." Well, I think he picked an episode where where I was like talking about how much Simon likes to have sex or something. <gasps> yeah, and then he tuned it out. And you know what? I understand. Great. We That's, don't. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, mom's a listener. Mom listens. What? Yeah, mom listens. Oh, I get really scared when Simon's mom's like, "I love that episode." I was like, "Oh my god, Marina, you listen." I got to think about what I said. I think she only risk- listens to the leader ones. She only listens to the Jewish ones. Rabbi Leader, you guys, he's so beloved. 
He really is. But he, deservedly. deservedly. He's so beloved. People write me every day about him. Gabby Bernstein was fantastic. We talked She's about great. her. You got, Sarah, it was a really good episode. And it was really, in mm. some ways, I think it was, I'm supporting the episode first and foremost. I'm just Have you listened to the there. first manifestation episode? No, I did not listen to that one. But I listened to the second one. Okay. And I listened to it yesterday. And like um, the whole from beginning to end? Beginning to end. Okay. Auto to auto. What was your favorite part? My favorite part I was... I have a really big butt, by the way. It's just getting bigger. Yeah. Oh, 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 we have to talk about something. But tell me a compliment and then I have to go back to it. Okay. <laughs> Who says I was giving you a compliment? Oh, well, I don't know. You said the episode was good. No, it was. Um, here's what I think. I think that it's good that I wasn't there because um, you're you're looking at your phone while I'm talking to you. Sorry, just my DMs are blowing up. Mm-hmm. I think that's a deflection. Okay. Yes. Um, is that I'm glad that I wasn't there because I think it was easier for you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with Jen who mm-hmm. lives inside your butt and loves everything that you do and you could like sneeze COVID in her face and she'd be like oh she didn't mean to she <gasps> came from a loving place she sees the best in me she see- by yes. the way I did give her COVID she sees the Wait, best in you I, did I, I gave her COVID I think we collectively did but by the way she was fucking pissed at me oh okay well, that's she good. was pissed so um she sees the best in you and that makes you feel safe to be vulnerable. And that was the perfect episode to yeah. do that. And so I was, I would have had guards up with you. Probably. Exactly. I was happy that you were able to do that without the obstruction of having like your sister next to you. Yeah. Editing you. It was for the best. Yeah. So it was a really good episode. I'm glad that you, I wonder what your episode will be like with her. It'll probably be more shallow. Oh yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. Really shallow. Okay, what's the thing you're on the surface? Oh, okay. So, and then remind me, I have one auto story. Okay, so I have been, I, I, I think of myself as someone who's like pretty honest with you guys. Okay, I've been honest that I got breast implants. Like, I'm like, I use filters. Don't write me how good my skin is. Like, it's fuck. It's like that shit's triple filtered. I have never, besides my boobs, done anything to my body. Now, now that's not just like, that's not like me bragging, but it's just Anything the truth. surgically. No, not, not even a, a laser. I've never done like a laser. No, that you've like, done that. Well, like the treatments that I've done, the cellulite treatments. Oh, like I did endermology, yep. which is like a massage. Yeah. Okay, fine. I've, I did that years ago. But Have that, you ever done that, um, that thing? I've done it before where it like, it like tightens your muscles I and like builds them up. I've never done a muscle tightening mm, thing. I've never done any laser that alters the muscles in your body or the anything. I just, I haven't. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I went to that Hervé Leger party because those are our our partners, yep. Susie and Jen, who run Favorite Daughter, also run Hervé Leger. Yep. And they asked me to go. They asked you too, but you're out of town. I was going to so say, I, I was invited. Now, these dresses are very body conscious. They hug mm-hmm. the body in all the right places. Like Hervé Leger, by the way, great dresses. Mm-hmm. You look great. Thank you. This dress was amazing. And then I posted a picture of it on my story. And you know how when you send stories. Someone accidentally replied to you. Someone replied. To, so someone obviously sent the story to some, to this guy. Okay. And. and How do you know who she sent it to? Instead of the guy. No, I don't know who sent it. But no. I know who replied. Are you following? Oh, I posted yeah, yeah. Okay, a story. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. And one of the slides, yes. someone anonymous sent to someone. Got it, got it. Right? being like, oh, making a comment. We don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. Instead of that person who received the story responding to the person that sent them the story, they they just responded to me, to my story. We're all cut up. We all know how this works. We've all, by the way, 
we've all done it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some I've done it. Thank mm-hmm. God. Like mine have done it. It has not ever been anything nasty. Thank yeah. God. And the response was something along the lines of like, well, her ass is, that's definitely M sculpt. Now, listen. First not, of all, that's not even like really a diss because M sculpt no, isn't like surgery. It's not a diss. But it's also just It annoys like, you because you work hard at yeah. your body and you're natural and to a point. And yes. you want to credit for really, that. I work really, really hard. I don't take the easy way out. I mean, you don't work that hard, Sarah. You wake up skinny. You go to bed skinny. You eat okay. Mexican food. Okay. You eat like crazy I'm just saying if pizza, I went- If I went you go, took, you, you do the bare minimum. You go to the gym four days a week. Like Okay, can you stop? Oh. What I'm saying is if I went and took the precautions, or not the precautions, but did things that are available to me- I would have a much better body, but I don't do them. I just do it the old fashioned way. I go to the gym. I try to not eat French fries every day, whatever it is, but it really pissed me off. And so I like kind of called him out mm-hmm. and I was like, no bitch, I actually don't do M sculpt. And mm-hmm. why can't you just fucking say like, oh, you look great. You know, why can't you just say whatever? Nice ass. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Anyways, he responded the sweetest <gasps> He was like, Sarah, I have been like devastated all weekend thinking that I sent you that that message. Of course, he deleted it right away. So he didn't think I saw it, but I saw it. And he just felt really bad. And I responded and I said, all good, man. I said, all good. We've all been there and we've all done it. And thank you for apologizing. And I can't wait to give you a hug the next time I see you. That's Again, nice. not that big of a deal. Still bitchy. But we all we always just assume too. That's another thing. We just living in this world where we just assume anybody with like you know a, a good butt or a flat stomach has just like mm-hmm. surgically done something. And guys, yeah. that's not always the case. And I guess too, I'm like I have two fucking kids. Like mm-hmm. I am proud that I never lipoed my stomach mm-hmm. and I never did anything like that. I am, and I should be allowed to be. People never write me thinking my body's fake. That's not cool. Well, I mean, you haven't really been working out lately. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it just looks really um, realistic. Yeah. (laughs) It's a really normal body. Okay, the auto story I have, and then I guess we're winding down. Yeah, tell the story while I'm looking for something. It might not even be a good story. I really can't tell because I'm a little out of it. But basically, I was, you know, home in bed, recovering today, resting, whatever. What are you looking at? Allison has questions she wants us to answer. Oh, okay. Anyway, the point is, is that... Um, Jordan sent me a picture of Otto today. He fell really hard and hit his head on a rock and has this like huge bruise and like scrape on his face and over his eye. It looked really bad. And I was like, oh my God, that is so awful. And I like was devastated seeing the picture. I hate when kids fall and like hurt themselves, you know? And so he was home in bed watching TV and like recovering or whatever. And so I was home bored doing my own little recovery. And I thought, of an idea and I thought I did, I did something funny. So I found a balloon place in Tribeca called balloon lagoon. And I ordered this bouquet of balloons, like animal farm animal balloons. And I was going to have it delivered, but they wouldn't deliver. So I got an Uber to like pick it up. I mean, it's like three blocks in their apartment and, um, deliver it with a card that said, Otto, I heard you banged your head. You need to be more careful. Love, Santa. Mm. And he got a bouquet of balloons from Santa. You don't think that's cute? I do think I do think that's cute, but you're just like really perpetuating the Santa thing. But I guess he's so young. He can believe in Santa for a while. 
He's four. Yeah. That's now it's sweet. It was, he was so what did he say? He's really excited. So in his mind, he's like, Santa sent me balloons. Yes. And then does he go tell his friends? And his friends are like, well, Santa's never fucking sent me balloons. Now, I always think about that with the Santa shit. I don't know if he like has like friends he's like gossiping with about Santa. You don't think? I mean, they have like short memories. They like see their friends and- Yeah. Cute. I don't know. That is a cute story. All right. You do not seem like you think- I thought it was really cute. I do think it's a cute story. Yeah. Well. But that's really scary when you hit your head. I know. As a parent, you're always, but my pediatrician said to me, because I've called him so many times, like, oh my God, my kid hit their head. Like, do I need to bring him in? Are they, you know, ever since like Natasha Richardson died on the ski lo- ski mountain, you know, where it's like so scary. And he's like, the rule of thumb, yeah, we know, okay, throwing up, you got to take him in. But usually for a kid to like really of have had something you know serious they they usually have to be like knocked out so usually if like you hit your head but you never lose consciousness and all that you're usually fine okay so i doubt Um, you lost consciousness all right we do have to okay so someone sent this question i'm 30 and in an industry that is very competitive how do you avoid feeling the competition with your counterparts how can i actually be happy for people and not jealous hmm Look, we talk about this all the time. It's and you really, talked about this with Gabby. Yeah, it's really hard to remain focused on your journey and your journey only. It's really hard to not be triggered by other people doing the things you want to be doing. It's really hard to not be looking at other people going, fuck, like, why not me? Mm-hmm. Like, these are normal feelings. This is You're not like a bad person if you feel that. And I think that, you have to accept that that is the human condition, that that is how we're built. And it's a very natural thing to feel, but it doesn't serve you at all. And it doesn't help you get any closer to your goals. And it also doesn't feel good. The feeling of jealousy and envy is not a good feeling. A good feeling is saying to yourself, okay, I really wanted that for me but I am going to choose to be positive about it. And I'm happy for them because my time will come too. Well, I love what Gabby said. Gabby's whole- I liked it too. The driftwood thing was cool. Gabby's whole thing is like, you got to reframe. You got to look at that person in your office who you're feeling competitive with and go, God, look at how she is, look how she handles conflict. Mm -hmm. Look how the boss just gravitates towards her because she has like these ideas. Mm -hmm. You need to look at her and go, I'm so excited to be that person. Yes. I'm so excited for her to get promoted and, because and she's by the way, so great I'm a, and she's going to promote me with her. I'm, I'm going to endear for, myself to her. I'm excited for my version of that. You don't mimic what other people are doing to be successful. That doesn't work for anyone. Use what your skill sets are. And so I think you look at someone else and I've, I think I've also said this before, but Gabby, not Gabby, um, um, Glennon Doyle, Melton, just Glennon Doyle, right? In one of her books, she talked about saying, follow your jealousy because that is where you need to focus. If you're jealous of what someone's doing, it means that that's what you want to be doing, right? So she talked about in one of her first books about how um, she ran into some girl she grew up with or something and the girl had just published a book or just written a book. And she was like, You've told the story a million So times. annoyed about it and mad. And she's like, because I wanted to write a book. That's yeah. why I was jealous. So jealousy is something interesting to pay attention to. And if it's something out of your control, like I want to be married, I want to have kids, I want this, I want that. Then I think you have to practice this like radical acceptance of the truth and where you're at and then make it happen for I yourself. I also think endear yourself to that person. 
because that person obviously has got the goods and is going places and let her take you mm-hmm. with her. Endear yourself to her. Let her yeah. like attach herself to her and and be honest. I always think that that honesty yeah. is so much more attractive. So if you said to her, oh God, I am, if I'm being honest, I'm so jealous you got that promotion. I really wanted it. But now that you have it, like, can we work together to help me figure out how I can get the next promotion? Because 100%. I really want to move up with this And company. by the way, that woman would look at you and go, Love that. So brave that you did that. Yep. And everybody wants to feel like beloved and mm-hmm. fucking stroke her ego a little bit. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Okay. Uh, do you think all guys go for looks ahead of personality? Nope. No chance. No chance. No. That is just not true. I I have deep dived with yeah, Sarah's all looks and no personality. I have deep dove. So she knows this well. With my male friends about this. And there are the consensuses. Beautiful girls, if they don't have more than that, if they don't have, it's it, it doesn't last. Because just think about sexiness, which by the way, sexiness is attractiveness, is like the pull towards someone. That is energetic. It is not physical. That is an energy. Completely. The thing that keeps romance alive in a marriage is liking each other. And your essence. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. attracted to someone is liking them. It is not about like, I don't like go, oh my God, look at Simon's arms today. I really want to like have sex with him. I mean, I guess girls and guys are different that way, but it's a pull towards that person because you love who they are and they make you laugh. And like that is sexy and attractive and it works both ways. It's so fucked up as women that we think that that's what we have to lead with. Or we think that like, oh God, like I've, I've gained weight or I, I need to, you know, I have a, I don't love my nose or I this, so the guy's not going to like me or the girl's not going to like me. And it's just fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. It's just, it's a yeah. lie that we've been told or that we tell ourselves. I used to always think that when I was single. I was very vain when I was single. I was at a dinner recently and there was this one like really just like, she was so pretty. It was like, oh my God, she's just so pretty. It's tough to look at her. And she just didn't have a great personality and nobody was talking to her. Yeah. Nobody was talking to her. Definitely they were talking as you get to, older, it becomes there was less like, and less There was like a female special. surgeon at the table who was also quite attractive, but everyone was talking to her. And then there were like a couple other like really fascinating, um, you know, businesswomen. Everyone was talking to them. Nobody was talking to the most beautiful girl mm-hmm. in the room. Um, okay. How to bring up marriage rings timeline to your significant other of three years without seeming pushy. Okay, three years. Sorry. You, you, that's not considered pushy. Uh, that's not pushy. I, I've told this story before. I have this one friend who like very early on in the relationship, and I don't, remind, rem, I don't recommend this, started <coughs> sending her boyfriend pictures of engagement rings that she liked. And I swear to God, it didn't backfire. He liked it because he was like, I've only been with girls who pretend like that's not on their mind when I even when I know it is on their mind and they're just faking it. But she's just being so honest about it. Like, I like you so much. I want to be your wife mm-hmm. that I appreciate it. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying like a month into the relationship, start sending pictures of engagement rings. But after three years, uh, you're within your rights to want to know where this is going. Agree. And I think it's sexy for a man to know that a woman knows what she Just wants. be confident in the decision you're making. Be confident that I want to get married. Be confident that, you know, you're feeling anxious about it. Be confident that you like this certain kind of ring and be confident you want an answer. That's always more attractive. And it doesn't mean like an ultimatum. Like I need to, you need to propose to be, you know, by this time where I'm out. There's no. a way to have a conversation that mm-hmm. makes him feel... Sarah, I hate to break it to you. 
What? I'm like anxious about the time right now. Oh, shit. Because we haven't done ads. <sighs> okay, guys. I don't know. This was maybe one of our worst episodes. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It's not. I liked it. Because you're high. Oh. You don't know anything. That's fair. But you know what? I think it's okay. Sometimes we can just do shorter episodes. I liked it. And, um, I liked it. Um, okay. Well, um, we'll, we'll uh, love you guys. Yeah. Love you guys. Thank you for your continued support. Support. All right. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBearney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great. <laughs>